on the Ump Ostensibly a Baseball Podcast. Tonight is Tuesday, August the 31st, last day of August 2021, coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, hey, Joel. I'm doing well. I'm coming at you as usual from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I want a quick shout out to my nephew, Jake. Big fan of the podcast who uh, today at his Little League practice received a game ball from his first fall season Little League game because he played so well in his first game and he got a game ball. So I want to give him a quick shout out for that. Because Jake. Um, yeah, good for you. Does uh, Jake know that he listens to the podcast? Yeah, he listens with his dad. With his dad, okay. Good. I Yeah, <clears throat> I generally will text his dad and be like, don't let Jake listen to this one. <laughs> and and he, you know, if if need be, and he doesn't listen to the B block generally right. either, yeah. for obvious reasons. Right. Um, I, I have taken to the B block. The B block well, got dark. The B block's <laughs> gotten dark the last couple of times. Yeah, the B block usually starts in a good place and then devolves. <clears throat> Uh, my hot take tonight has to do with NFL football, and I we were texting earlier, and I said I didn't want to get into football yet because it's just too depressing to think about that time of year. But um, just a quick note for NFL preseason, the New England Patriots have released Ooh. Cam Newton after one season of mediocre performance uh, in favor of giving rookie Mac what's his Jones. name? Mac yeah, Jones. out of out of Alabama, Mac Jones, uh, the starting quarterback wasn't, position. Wasn't Cam Newton pretty decent for a minute last year? He was MVP one year. Was it, did he win an MVP oh, last year? Last year, uh, uh, last year he was fine. I would say that he was probably a league average quarterback last year. He did good. Like my, my hot take. My hot take is that this is a bad move because I think like we're. Uh, like the official position of dump on the ump is we're pro cam newton right. um and i thought that when they signed him last we go year, like chris cuomo mario cuomo right, that they would <laughs> that they would go to the super bowl but my hot take is that the the patriots like bill belichick doesn't know what he's doing uh and the bill belichick magic was actually tom brady and this is a bad move. The Patriots are going to regret that. What's his name? Jones is not going to play well this season as a rookie and probably will get hurt. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think that, I don't think that's a hot take anymore. Like Tom Brady has proven that he's history's greatest American. Not only is he like better yeah. than Bill Belichick, you, might, you know, I mean, like take that Charles Lindbergh. <laughs> yeah. I said greatest living American. Oh. <laughs> Charles Lindbergh was a Nazi. Yeah, hell yeah, he was. 
Uh, anyway, uh, nothing more. I don't, I don't think it's a hot <laughs> Tom Brady is probably a Nazi too. Anyway. <laughs> Isn't that libel? The alleged. No, you said history's greatest American. You didn't say living American. Oh, uh, well, I should amend it to, to living. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to upset the Lindbergh clan right. with a K. Down, down in Argentina. <laughs> yeah, they'll abduct you, children. Uh, whoa, is this a B block? <laughs> no, this is what happened. Yeah. We got dark real quick. <laughs> Okay. So yeah, I'm, I'm saying, I guess my my rebuttal is that I don't think that's a hot take. I think we already knew Bill Belichick's full of shit. I think the Patriots know he's full of shit. They're just like, we're just gonna have to ride this out until this weird right. senile old guy quits, where he's gonna be our coach. My whole yeah, because he's super old, so they don't have to wait long. No, I just don't think any NFL people can actually assess football talent. I don't understand how someone like Cam Newton can so quickly go from. MVP caliber player to cut, like not even benched, <coughs> cut. The same right. thing happened with RG3, Robert Griffin III, uh, right. Marcus Russell, like certain, all these. Well, and also, like, Cam Newton is objectively a better athlete than Tom Brady by probably every, con- like, like, measurable match. Trick, you know, I think I mean, but I think ultimately it goes. It's just athleticism on its own can't can't last for long. Like you have three years maybe of like operating at just a higher level of physicality than anybody else in the league. That's what these guys you're talking about, like Cam Newton, RG three. Those guys were physically they were so so physically gifted they could run faster and do things better but once you lose that half a step that you have because it's literally a half a step that you have on the rest of the league you know what i mean yeah. once they lose that then yeah. they're kind of then they're back to like square one well joe has long crowed that the nfl quarterback is the most overrated position in all of sports right i agree with that. and i disagree with him but <clears throat> There's something to be said about physical ability only gets you so far as a quarterback in the I mean, NFL. Look at Drew Brees. That guy's like, like a, a puppet. Right. Playing he's a hobbit. You know? yeah. yeah. He's tiny. <laughs> he's floppy Bilbo Baggins, quarterback of the New Orleans State. He's probably got hair all over the tops of his feet. <laughs> but he's, you know, he won a Super Bowl. Yeah, a couple of them, didn't he? I think he only won he's, one. I think he only won one. But he's an NFL all-time leading passer. Side right? note, little fun fact. I watched that Super Bowl that he won against Peyton Manning, right? In the yeah. I was in a, yeah, the Netherlands. I was in a bar in the middle of the night. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, he won one Super Bowl. He threw the one ring into the flaming of a mortal yeah. so yeah, he's had a good career yeah he's had a good career all the same credentials he vanquished all middle earth from yeah. sun, you know oh man <laughs> we're having some weird feedback i'm trying to fix it but i'm not going to so i haven't heard a thing sorry yeah. sorry listeners just dump on the uh, 
Yeah. That's tough because this is top quality content. No, the quality content is great for me and Sam. Yeah, the content's coming through. So <laughs> watch you right now. All we right, got to the uh, part of the podcast where we talk about the podcast very quickly today. Uh, we're doing great. This is great. Way to go, guys. All right. Uh, also joining us as per usual is Thomas. Thomas, how's it going? It's, it's going good, Joel. I'm coming to you from here comes fall Seattle. Um, I have a, well, I, I wrote down this hot take, but I'm feeling kind of a little, I'm, I'm, I got cold feet about it, but I'm still going to charge ahead. I think maybe... I think maybe this, hear me out, the second, this Delta variant, I mean, it's awful and stuff, but maybe it's kind of good, you know, like it's taken out like all the, you know, like, I mean, you know, a lot of shitheads are going down with the, with the like anti-vax guys are like, I wish I had just gotten the vax. I'm just getting killed and everybody with the vaccine is pretty much like, oh, I got kind of sick. And so what's good about know, this? What, like, what is good? Like, How is the Delta variant going to improve America? I don't know. Maybe it'll just get rid of some stupid people or something. <laughs> I don't know. I keep waiting. It for, I like you keep reading about all these like conservative radio hosts who keep dying of COVID, and somebody will most. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. There was. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Somebody will most about that. The t- the radio guys are all dying of COVID. The TV, the Fox News people are not because the Fox because News they're all vaccinated. Are all vaccinated. <laughs> well, yeah. and they're all not overweight. That's true. Because right. they're they on TV, be, they have to like keep their weight down. Well, I think also, I think, I think the, the being vaccinated also makes a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you don't know that. But yeah. you can't prove. <laughs> Not, not, not conclusively enough. We're basically right. (laughs) Only two out of three doctors agree. And the third doctor is just a quack. (laughs) He's a chiropractor. What what were we saying? We were like, I just want my doctor to give me as much Oxycontin as I want. Right. (laughs) Give me this veteran so I can... Horse, no, horse I want to. What is it? A, what is the the new thing? It's the the I horse worm. That's what he's saying. Yeah, the Vacuuming, horse, yeah, yeah. Like horse deworming drugs, and it's well, fucking and luck. Like you take it, it fucks you up because it's like horse. It's fucking horse antibiotics. People are talking about like having massive diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> What was the what was the REMS REMS fetquer? What was the one that, that Trump was pushing there? No, what was the Trump one though? Hydroclog clog. Yeah, wasn't that wasn't that a cattle dewormer or a horse? Hydrochloroquine. I believe it was some kind of animal drug, and the poor like CDC was like, "Don't do that. Wait, stop. Like, do not do that. <laughs> this is not a good idea." A couple uh, of guys uh, at CDC were like Republicans are like, hey, let's just take this and see if it ha- anything happens. If nothing happens, we'll just hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a, right. it, it is given to humans an anti-parasitic used to treat malaria, lupus, head lice, and arthritis. Well, at least that was for humans. At least that was for humans, yes, but not for COVID. So yeah, I just keep waiting though. I mean, there's still so many dumb people out there. Why are they still? It's the rich dumb people who are still alive. That's my problem. Yeah. Well, and the thing, the thing that's interesting about this Delta variant is like, 
in the first wave of COVID, it was New York, Massachusetts, California, Washington. And everyone was like, oh, stupid liberals. Like they don't know what they're talking about. If COVID was so bad, why is all the liberals getting it? And then now it's like Mississippi and Louisiana, which is in the middle of its worst COVID outbreak and also underwater right and now. And hurricane, yeah, double, yeah. double whammy there. Double whammy. So it's like all these people who are like in flood shelters in cots right next to each other. We don't believe wearing masks. With standing fetid water everywhere. So right. then the hydroxychloroquine will be useful because they're all going to have malaria. Malaria, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Hey, look at this. Full circle. Full circle. Yeah. Uh, way to own the libs. I survived <laughs> malaria caused by the <laughs> What would be great is what would happen is all the people that got malaria would also not die of COVID and all the ones who didn't catch malaria would die because they didn't get the hydrochloroquine and then Trump would be like, see? And then everybody would be like, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. End times. We got to write that post-apocalyptic YA book, Sam. Yeah. yeah. End stat. Instead, you like, should start working on these catching up with fiction at this point. Yeah, you should, you should start working on it instead of doing the B block. Oh, that's yeah, we should we can do both. We can mold it. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, we could just do a live podcast of storyboarding of the book. As oh, the that's B-block. not a bad idea. Uh, yeah, hey, then nobody would buy our book. That's true, we would be shooting ourselves in the foot. Um, I want to go. My name's Joel. Uh, I'm from Champaign, Illinois. My night is don't mute myself on Zoom. Um, the Cubs suck and Cubs fans suck, okay? That's my hot take. White Sox took two out of three of the Cubs this last weekend. They're five and one on the season against the Cubs. And people were tweeting at me, congrats on beating the Iowa Cubs. Congrats on beating our AAA squad. And I'm like, motherfuckers, if you're saying, ha, 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 my team is the equivalent of a AAA team, that's a sick bone against you and right. your trash team. That's not, that's a self bird. Like, yeah. That's not a bird on my team that won the baseball game. That's a bone on you. And that your team's not even trying to win. They suck. Right. That's all I yeah. have to say about that. Well, I think, I think like, what were they saying? Like, a lot of White Sox or Cubs fans are, like, just starting to root for the White Sox now. Mm. Yeah, there's a big – they're all secretly getting on the White Sox bandwagon with their, like, bono account. It's going to be a full-ass bandwagon. It's going to be the a Cubs- bandwagon. I'm okay with that. I don't mind that. Well, Um, those fans were just on the Cubs bang wagon to begin with. So they weren't even really Cubs fans. Right. Yeah. I like they were just like Chicago Trump supporters. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. And now they like the White Sox. (laughs) Now they like the White Sox. White Sox are winning. Yeah. The best thing was a guy. Uh, who was at the Cubs-White Sox game in a Cubs jersey. That was a, and we'll talk about this in a minute, that was a Javi Baez jersey, but he had duct taped over Baez, Jose Abreu. Nice. 
<laughs> Wait, are they both the same number? No, he added uh, Abreu's 74 and Baez's 4. So he just duct taped a 7 onto it. Okay. Well, that's that's a little bit better. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I again, I'm going dis- to disagree that this is really a hot take. I think that there's a lot of bandwagon Cubs fans who even Cub fans would agree were uh, not real Cub fans. Did you see or did you see or did you post the uh, or, or were you talking about the Bill Murray's thing on yeah. David Letterman? Yeah, that was, was yeah, when he was, ta- yeah, that was a good one when he's on the David Letterman. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Bill Murray. But it is important to remember it is important to remember that there is a century of Cubs fans that were tried and true. Yeah, Cubs there fans. are real Cubs fans out yeah. there. I mean, it's sure. the same way that I get mad at the Red Sox fans. You know, like Red Sox have a ton of bandwagon fans, and it's a huge portion of the country to be covered. So there's a large, you know, it's a large umbrella. Yeah. But there are really true Red Sox fans who've been fans of that team since before 2004 when they fucking actually broke through. You know what I mean? And that, that was longer ago now than 2015. But there's still they're, they're still good cup fans i think you're about to discover them in the next five right. years hopefully yeah when the, when they're bad exactly yeah. but that's yeah. like the paradox of baseball fandom right it's us grumpy old men who are complaining about like quote unquote not real fans or quote unquote bandwagon fans but that that's always going to happen when your team gets good Right? Yeah. I bet the Padres yeah. are complaining about bandwagon fans. Well, they, they suck now, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I would say that the Padres don't have any real fans, honestly. I'm sure yeah. there's like six of them. They're barely a real baseball team. <laughs> they're not a real baseball team. We talked about this a long fans. time. It's yeah. just like their biggest a, fans like are a like surf academy, you know? <laughs> it's like Tony Gwynn. There's Tony Gwynn, and that's it. <laughs> and he's dead. Yeah, he was the <laughs> only <laughs> real Padres. <laughs> oh no, uh, Trevor Hoffman. Trevor Hoffman was the only one. The, 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 the yeah. other big one. Yeah, rest in peace. The ghost of Tony Gwynn goes to Padres games like Obi Wan Kenobi's. <laughs> but he speaks like Yoda, so they can't understand what he's what the batting tips he's giving him. <laughs> Uh, um, okay, but fuck the Cubs, go White Sox. Uh, they're playing the Pirates now. My team is doing pretty good. Uh, we got to move on. I want to get some shout outs. Thanks to everybody who listened to last week's series of episodes. Uh, the B Block got real dark real fast. We talked about like capitalism for a long time. It, it was right. Not the American lot. dream is just to go into debt. Yeah, the American, yeah, <laughs> it was. It was good. Like, how much debt can you accrue before you die? (laughs) And that's the American dream. (laughs) This is a a great podcast. Our number one city last week, you guys, was Dublin, Ireland. So, shout out to Ireland right now. Mm. Um, Urbana, Illinois, Holly, Michigan. Berlin, Italy. Shout out to... um, Pod uh, former Durin, Cohen, yeah, uh, oh. uh, Marin and Lewis were just in it, so I'm assuming that's that they win. Oh. Shout out to the Shroud of Turin, yeah, shout out to the Shroud of Turin. That's yeah. Obi Wan Kenobi's ghost, like Jesus's gym shorts, essentially, is what that is. Stinky <laughs> gym shorts. <laughs> Uh, Portland, Oregon, Providence, Rhode Island, Crystal Lake, Illinois. 
Algonquin, Illinois, Mexico City, Ashburn, Virginia. That's the FBI spying on us. That's cool. Nice. Ben- Bangkok, Thailand. Oh, Dosvidania. Yeah. Oh, no Russians. Oh, no. We must have pissed off. God, what? I just assume they've infiltrated the FBI. That's. Yeah. Oh, they passed that's... it off. Yeah. They passed it off to the FBI. Yeah. There's one listen from Bulgaria. Maybe that's them. Oh, that might be my brother in law. Oh, nice. Shout out to your brother in law in Bulgaria. Cool. Yeah. Well, we got family around the world who listens to our podcast. That's awesome. Uh, remember, you can follow us on all your social media applications, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, you know the deal, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, give us a shout out, you know, talk to us, talk back. Um, okay, let me go to the working document so I can read the first headline. Thomas just ran away, but that's okay. He'll figure it out when he gets back. Um, Our friend Sam was at a tennis tournament this weekend. The U.S. Open tennis tournament is taking place this weekend in Queens, New York, and Sam was on hand to view the event. For a little background knowledge, Novak Djokovic is the top seed on the men's side, with Australian Ashley Barty, the top women's player, despite the presence of superstar Naomi Osaka. Also attending the U.S. Open was uh, New York Mets shortstop Francisco Lindor. So Sam, I want you to tell this story, but my very first question for you was, did Lindor boo the tennis players on the court? Uh, no, he oh. did not. <clears throat> um, and I'm, I'll get to that point in the story, because yeah. that's actually our, the Francisco Lindor part is our segue into the next section. So I'll start off by answering your question. No, Francisco Lindor did not boo the tennis players playing at the U.S. Open. Would have been a huge, actually, tennis faux pas because right, you don't actually, right, right you're, yeah. you're not actually, like, you're not supposed to cheer when somebody screws up. You're only supposed to cheer when somebody does good. Gotcha. Tennis has a lot of weird... Yeah, one of those country club sports. So you've got those. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, it's like, I think it's the whole British thing. It's like, oh, you have to be really polite. And it's actually funny because the US Open is like kind of rowdy and tennis players hate it because, you know, if you shout during Wimbledon at all, if you do anything other than like clap politely, they'll kick you out. You know what I mean? Right. And the U.S. Open they, by tennis standards is like pretty boisterous, which it. which is what I like about. It. And that's the one that like Beyonce would show up to and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm going to start this story, tell this story really quick, um, because it is. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty funny. And I was about to, I was starting to tell it before we started the podcast. And then I was like, oh, we got to yeah, hold you, this you back. You don't want to hear this story twice, so, man. Well, no, you didn't hear. I stopped it the first time. You I know, no, I know. I, make, I was making yeah. a joke about it. <laughs> so uh, was Monday, Monday was the first day of the U.S. Open. And uh, like at 11.15 in the morning, I got a... Uh, like I'm on a Slack work group and my boss put out this thing on Slack that was like, Hey, I have tickets 
two tickets for the U.S. Open today at noon. If anyone wants them, something came up and I can't go. And so I talked to Michelle, my excellent girlfriend, and was like, hey, do you feel like blowing you work said excellent, off today? Right? Excellent, yeah. I thought you said X. Yeah, for a second, I thought too. Oh, no. This is a different story than story. It's getting real. No. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Makes, um, makes much more sense. <laughs> um, I was like, you want to blow off work right now and go to the U.S. Open? And she was like, oh, yeah, okay, sure. Let's do that. Um, and so we... Uh, you know, got ready. I texted my boss and was like, okay, I'm like, if no one else has like grabbed them, I'm like those tickets because it was my day off. And she was like, okay, cool. I'll transfer them to you right now. They're in the great goose box. Um, all the booze and the food is included. Oh, and nice. That's yeah. So, and I've been to the US Open a number of times. Always up. Like upper deck like yeah. top yeah. level really because like tickets are really expensive at the u.s open intentionally and it's like never full up it's just like they're trying to keep certain classic people out you know do, do a loyal four, listeners. Four people. Do a loyal listeners. you're trying to sell this experience right sam <laughs> this whole story is going to be a big flex by sam on all the like the poor people the, the peasants no 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 this is the, this is like a problem with the with tennis as a whole like this is why it's never caught on in the states I think. okay 100 yeah um, Worldwide, maybe. because tennis is like a pretty great spectator sport uh but it's like has a well-deserved stigma of being like kind of shitty mm-hmm. um but it's the only anyway. sport in the world where they tell the audience, that, well, I guess golf. Yeah. Yes, like, that's do that. <laughs> Actually, that's a good segue into our next section, too. Anyway. See, this is all is, coming together. This is all tying together really well. <laughs> the point is, is <clears throat> I got tickets that I never in my entire life would ever expect to get to this event, which I've been to a number of times. And I really enjoy because tennis is really great sport to watch live. Um, So uh, we call a taxi because drinks are included, right? So we're not going to drive there. And we get in this taxi. It's taking us to the tennis center. And the guy is not only are you going to not drive because you don't want to drive drunk, but it's also you're saving that much money on free cocktails. Right, exactly. You would have to pay for it before, right? Right. Yeah. And tickets also. Um, you're in the bonus you take a taxi right exactly well that was the that was the thing yeah, yeah, I'm with take it like might as well I would rather pay for a taxi than to uh, you know whatever it's going to cost me to go to court for drunk driving you know what I mean right, um, right. I didn't mean to get into that I wasn't going that <laughs> I mean fuck you're not driving drunk and killing right. people it's really cool they go cheap yeah, well, and then the court that goes after that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, that's expensive. Um, that's why I don't break laws. It's because I don't want to have to pay people money. That's the number one reason. That's why, that's why I don't get sick. 
<laughs> That's why I don't go on killing sprees. Uh, hey, you know, you say tomato. Okay, keep going, Sam. So we get in this taxi. The guy's like, the taxi driver's like, are you guys going to the tennis tournament? And we were like, yeah. And he's like, and he started talking about tennis. And we were like, oh, are you a tennis fan? He's like, oh, I have to be because my guy, my countryman is number one in the world, right? He's from oh. Serbia, which is where Djokovic is from. Cool. Oh, yeah. um, and then he starts talking about how Djokovic is like a weird new age, like religion cult member and how he does all of these weird new age uh, religion things that he doesn't agree with. And then he keeps being like, but I don't care. I don't care. He's my guy. <clears throat> and then he was talking about, he's like, I got a ticket to the final this year. This is my taxi driver. like, I got a ticket to the final this year. Uh, only $350. I've never seen a ticket to the final less than $650 is the cheapest ticket. I, he goes to the final every year, apparently. Wow. So anyway, we go there. We get we get in. It's these really amazing seats, uh, like really good, close to the court. Um, and uh, the first match we see is Madison Keys uh, against... Uh, Sloan Stevens, who is, they're who both Americans. Men or they're women? Americans. Women. Um, and they're I both on the first game. What? But Madison no. and, right, Sloan, yeah. Ungendered. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> uh, and they both, I feel like they were both up and comers in 2019, and then the whole thing got screwed. It, because of covid and now they're both unranked but they were playing in center court because it was two americans is there it went to a third sorry i was gonna ask maybe you're gonna say this well, no carry on you're gonna answer this question in a minute I think. right well it went to a third set tie break and sloan stevens won the tie break um but there were a lot of like it seemed like Madison Keys really shot herself in the foot because she just kept jamming the ball straight into the net. Um, Don't do that. Uh, but it was a good match. Like, it, it, you know, it was exciting. And Joel, then are the you next a, match, Joel, are you a tennis fan? No. I, no, I'm not a tennis fan. Okay. He hears Here. about it from me. I hear about it. Sam, Sam explains I'm, tennis yeah. to me a lot. I I'm get, my, my tennis, I had a, the whole international thing makes sense to me. I used to have a roommate from France who actually lives in Queens now. And he was really into tennis. So I would like sit, he'd be watching tennis matches and I'd sit down and watch. I don't think they're good on TV, but it's one of those where after I actually watched an entire three to five set tennis match, I got the appreciation of like, these are amazing athletes that are doing just absolutely amazing things. Like I got that appreciation for it, but I'm not gonna turn on NBC Sports and watch a two hour, however long tennis match. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, feel, I, feel, I feel roughly the same, maybe a little bit more. I, I'm pretty impressed with some of the physicality of it. If the Wimbledon, if the final match is on at a time that's convenient for me to watch it, I'll watch it. But. Um, I also also kind of 
am curious about it because it is sort of a strangely like sheltered sport like it's very very privileged white kind of sport and it kind but of it's not, okay but here's the other thing about that is that tennis I'm is not, like the third most popular sport in the entire world so like soccer and basketball or something like that yeah soccer and rugby or something like that or cricket cricket yeah maybe cricket. yeah no way Dude, everyone in India. We've we've been everyone down this in- road before. Yeah. Because Joel was like, "Oh yeah, the most popular sport in the world is American football." And then I never said that. You're pretty. You did. You said that multiple times, oh, wow. and I like read a list for you of the. Oh no, you said it was the second most popular sport after soccer. What is what? What are the what are the next ones? What is the, uh, the most like American soccer. football is like. Way down. It's like number ten. Oh really? Something. Nobody yeah. outside of like after gives it. It's like after boxing. Yeah. Really? Yep. Because it's a very like weird American sport that requires an insane amount of land and resources right. to do. So nobody wants to do it. Right. Well, nobody else is doing and it. No, <laughs> no one wants to like destroy their brains for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, scared me, Elliot. Um, so anyway, it was really great. It was a really great, I'm like very grateful to my bosses for giving me these tickets. Yeah. And it was a really great experience. Like I really, I really love the US Open and I was really happy to go see opening day yesterday. That was fantastic. So to start segueing into our next section, because I know that I'm already taking up way too much. But this was cool. You got to sit in box seats at the US Open. Right in the Grey Goose open tab. That's like that's got to be like the third greatest thing that's ever happened to you in your life. It's yeah, it's one of the one of my top sports experiences for sure. And part of the reason for that is because sitting directly in front of me for most of the time was Francisco Lindor, the three hundred and twenty million dollar man for the New York Mets, and. I didn't know it at first. At first, I did not know that this, it was Francisco Lindor because he was sitting, sitting right in front of me. Behind him. I was sitting directly behind him. Like in reach this out and box. touch his head. Yeah. You could have killed him if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> like with a glut wire or something like yeah. that. Right. <laughs> my, my, my son just showed up for the listeners at home. Yeah. <laughs> right. We stopped cussing really quick. Um, and and like hot take, which is not hot, a hot take probably to anyone who follows Francisco Lindor on Instagram, is that Francisco Lindor has a fucking intensely cute baby uh, yeah. who's a nine-month-old like whose name I forgot, but is just so like in really oh, cute. Oh, she's only nine months old? Yeah, baby. Okay, okay. Baby, okay. baby. Baby, baby. But yeah. he was also very nice. Right, which is also to the what a lot of people say in there is when that Francisco Lindor is just a good dude, which I think is worth noting. Right. Well, I didn't recognize him at first because <clears throat> he was sitting in front of me with his wife and his baby, um, and uh, he and he had his baby on his lap. His baby was facing us behind him and was like staring at us. And so then we were like, oh, hey, baby, you know, like baby in front of you, like staring at you, like, 
<clears throat> making weird faces and the baby was like really you know laughing and clapping and then like the baby tried to like steal my drink and so um like we didn't I'm, it's not i'm not gonna try and say that i chatted with francisco lindor but it was like he's like oh sorry my baby tried to grab your drink and i was like oh your baby's so cute like how old is she you know um <clears throat> tried to get francisco lindor's baby drunk is what's going on right. <laughs> i was like oh she's so thirsty uh anyway he seemed like a nice guy <clears throat> the point is um the point is is that his baby's super cute yeah and that's the most important point <clears throat> the whole story right yeah, and right, around, and right around the time that i realized who it was because I started noticing some things that only somebody who like is making $300 million would have, which was like <clears throat> a really crazy looking ugly watch that was obviously really expensive. And there- like his wife's manicure, which, you know, no mother of a thousands of dollars would have that kind of manicure, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, was there, but there was, was there any, like, was there an experience where people were walking by and, like, pointing or looking at him? Like, you never noticed other people noticing that it was Francisco fucking Lindor? After I, Realized. after I recognized who it was, I started noticing some things. But, like, there was a guy, there was a photographer who was there to photograph the tennis tournament that was, like, taking pictures of me. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. I would say we, we should scour the internet for pictures of Sam. Yeah. Oh, we should. <laughs> no, well, I imagine there was that everybody else at the Grey Goose box seats are super famous, wealthy billionaires. Also, see Francisco Lindor all the time. It I'm didn't seem like it's a lot of giveaways. No, okay. What was? Let me ask you this though. It was in multiple matches, right? Yeah. It was two, like the, it was, uh, and you guys were all, it was all the same people in the same box for two match, two sets of matches. Or uh, I think that he came in for the match that was Andy Murray and uh, Stephanos Sissipas. Because that was like the headliner, right? That was like the big match, right? Yeah. Well, Sissipas is number three in the world right now. So that was, he was kind of a big deal. Uh, and he won, right? Right. So wait. How far into the U.S. Open are we now? Well, that was yesterday was day one. So not oh, very far. Oh, okay. <clears throat> um, but I, I feel like we can transition now, right? Because the yeah, main yeah, story, yeah, yeah. Like, this has all been like a huge preamble yeah, yeah. to what we want to talk about the New York Mets, which is the New York Mets booing scandal. So well, that was the question we... was that, that did Francisco Lindor boo the players on the court right. when they were doing yeah no, no. Sam, Sam said, the thing no. Is like, Sam said francisco francisco Lindor, his wife and his baby and then he had like a handler or his manager or whatever who was like standing like and <clears throat> and a couple of times was like oh hey it's so you know so-and-so wants to meet you like blah 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 and then at one point he was like and this was like right after i recognized who it was He's like, oh, hey, it's just one more group of people who wants to meet you. And he's like, hey, like, you know, today is my day off with my family. You know what I mean? It's like, I, you know, I don't really want to do this. So, yeah. 
Um, not that I probably would not that I probably would have said anything to him anyway. At that point, uh, you can say like, oh hey, you're Francisco Lindor. Come on our podcast. I love baseball, you know. <laughs> I, I don't yeah, what I don't understand is why you didn't subscribe to him. I yeah, felt like you really let Joel down. Yeah. Oh, you, that was the other thing. He dropped his phone. Oh, oh. Like, <laughs> no, the way that we were sitting, it was like impossible for him to get it without like climbing under my leg so i got off my stool and picked it up for him you know and this was before i recognized who it was but that was my chance yeah i could have just like subscribed him to the podcast real quick i can't quite reach it it's stuck hold on right as you try and figure out how to subscribe him and the thing that kills me about that is like it was before i recognized who he was and like I was just being nice, right? Because it made more, it was like less awkward for me to just get off my stool and pick it up and give it to him. But I'm sure that he was like, oh, this guy knows I'm Francisco Lindor. So he's picking my phone up for me. And like, I don't want him to think that because that's not the case. Yeah. You know? Listen, buddy, I would have picked up your phone anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I would have picked that phone up. Left phone, inclined to pick up now that I know it's you. <laughs> now I think I'm just going to keep it. Yeah, um, Sam, Sam runs off with Francisco Lindor's phone. And that's when you subscribe him while you're in the bathroom with it. You know, like going to a stall. Sign into his Apple Podcast account and sign up for Dump on the M. <laughs> anyway, the point of the story is I'm like, I'm cool with Francisco Lindor's baby now. Like, we're, we're bros, you know? <laughs> that's the point of the story. Well, no, so. So yeah, well, and then my question was then, we didn't. You weren't there though, because we were looking at a clip of him signing a bunch of stuff for people at the U.S. Open shortly <laughs> after he was sitting with Sam, and in one of, in the very end of it, somebody gives him a Yankee hat, and I'm like, if he signs that Yankee hat, that's worse than booing the fans to me. That's like that's more of a sign. Right. Like he he should but be like, no, we're getting ahead kind of ourselves right now. Okay. Do you want me Transition. to read? Yeah. Do you want me to read this? This. No, I'll do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh, read this. Um, so after losing 20 out of 29 games and falling out of first place in the NL East, the Mets players were tired of hearing boos from the Queens fans. Over the weekend, Javi Baez, who was picked up at the trade deadline, flashed a thumbs down after hitting the Nationals. Said Baez. We're going to struggle seven game, seven times out of ten. It just feels bad when I strike out and get booed. It doesn't really get to me, but I want to let them know that when we're successful, we're going to do the same thing to them so they know how it feels. Baez was joined by team, teammates Lindor and Kevin Pillar in giving thumbs down to their fans, prompting a media backlash that they later had to apologize for. So the question is, is it a good strategy for the Mets players to boo back at their own fans? Well, they won today. They walked off. They came back from five runs down in the bottom of the ninth. Javi Baez scored the winning run. So they won two games today. Oh, they swept a doubleheader. There you go. Gee, I liked it. I oh, wish they had stuck to their guns. You know, I compare it to Major League, right? In Major League One, the players turn it around when they turn on the evil lady owner and have like the pinup doll that they strip with each time they win. You know what I'm talking about? The mod. Yeah, I do. I know. I, it's, turn it around. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I think, like what, what if, the what idea Steve... of, the, of the Cubs, of the Mets being like, no, F our fans, we're going to turn on them. And then they could have made it an entire marketing scheme. People would have loved it. What if you bought clown masks and had clown masks in the seats, like for a giveaway instead of a bobblehead? And all your fans got to wear clown masks at the games because they're clowns for being Mets fans. <laughs> like just really lean into it. Give away brown bags to put over the fans' heads. Just, just to be like, no, screw the fans. It's the players against their own fans. And that's how you build a positive clubhouse, a positive clubhouse culture, Thomas. That's what I'm talking about. But they, I'm they confused by it. this. Now I'm saying, are you, are you <laughs> you're thinking that, because I, I like the idea of like, maybe maybe Steve Cohen is doing this like as a thing, like it's a ploy. It's all kind of a right. show. Like he's like, oh, I'm mad at the players They're for tweeting about how they don't like the fans. It's all about the fans. And the players are like, screw that. We're going to win for ourselves. That would be and so good. But if, if, if Steve fucking Cohen did that, then I think that maybe, maybe he's a genius. Yeah, no, they should they should have leaned into it. I was just so disappointed that the team, the players, ended up. They should have. How great! I can't believe they apologized. It's, I think it's a. It's, there it's, had to be some contract thing with like actually they should be able to, contractually. They should be able to do whatever the hell they want. Um, but no, now, I think it's like that. It was a such a stupid thing to do. Yeah. Which part? <clears throat> To just boo the fans. That's a no-win situation. Like, I get that Mets fans are fucking the worst, you know? Um, but I just feel like Javi Baez, who seems to be kind of the instigator of this, who came in mid-season, uh, just doesn't get the Mets. Like, the Mets fans' mentality is like, Everybody laughs at the fucking Mets because they're the joke of the National League, kind of. You know what I mean? Mets fans hate that because they they want to they want to be the Yankees. You know what I mean? Like they want that kind of success, and it's just so many miscues in a row. And even when they are successful, they're like not quite there. You know. I mean, I, was is eighty six the? They didn't win one in the no, aughts, did they? No, they've gone a couple of times. They lost in yeah. They win the nineties and they they win ninety nine. They went in two thousand and five, didn't they? Right. Um, they went. They lost the Yankees. They lost the Yankees in two thousand. They lost to the Kansas City Royals in twenty fifteen. Right, fifteen. Yeah. Um, but it's just. Uh, it, it's a hard luck I, franchise, I, I, I and like you can't just. I disagree with you. I think he should be able to do whatever he wants. I think it's sort of silly coming from Javi Baez. Like the the Mets players should have probably picked a different person to be the. I mean, but I think it's just Javi Baez talking. I don't think anybody else is like. Maybe he was joking around with Francisco Lindor and him, and th those two have a relationship. But like, yeah, they shouldn't apologize for it. They should be allowed to do whatever the hell they want. Like we boo them, they can boo us. Who cares? We should all well, be allowed the, to do it. Why is everybody taking it so damn seriously? Well, I don't know if you saw what Kevin Plar put on Twitter. Was I think Kevin like, Plar is a turd. Kevin Plar was like, 
stop looking so deeply into this. We're just having fun. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is like, oh okay. Well then maybe it's not as big of a test, <clears throat> I think. See, but Avi Baez was like, well, you hurt our feelings. We're going to try to hurt your feelings. It's like, you don't hurt the fans' feelings. You know what I mean? Like, fuck you, Avi Baez. You're making $20 million this year. Like, oh, they hurt my feelings. Like, <laughs> how great. I agree. You, know? you, can't, I you, can't, like, you can't, like, go head to head with the fans, like, not with Twitter and, like, all of this shit. You can't. You're not going to win. It's like a stupid. It's a stupid fight to pick. That's all. I'm okay. Saying. Okay. That it's I'll agree with. It's a stupid fight to pick. That I'll agree with for sure. To Javi Baez, it's a it is a stupid fight to pick. But it's also like if he wants to do that, then boom more. You know what I mean? Like fuck that guy. Like whatever. It's all just a game. You know, he's playing a game, and you're booing him for playing a game badly, and he's pissed because you're booing him for playing a game badly because he takes it too fucking seriously. So he boos you because he thinks you're a bad fan. But it's like really, you know, like we're all here just watching a baseball game. Who gives a shit? And like all of a sudden, everybody's too serious about it. I think Javi Baez has always been that way. And he's too passionate and too like over the top. He's also really fucking exciting, fast, good player. But like he can say whatever the fuck he wants, just boo. Right, but yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Like that's what I'm gonna do. The thing is, like, he can't handle the booze. That's why. Yeah. So then let him not handle it. Then he's going to be go away. And I mean, which ultimately is probably like it wouldn't I mean, go, of course, it wouldn't go away if he didn't apologize. I think I agree with that. Oh, I'm not sure what wouldn't go away. I, I, wait, the booing, I'm, the boo- I'm like once I mean, that's the that's the rule of hecklers, right? Once you know that whatever you're doing is actually getting under the player's skin, you do it yeah. again. You keep right, it. you do it more, more and more, more. And more. Yeah. all the time, nonstop, until <laughs> they break down in tears. And that's what people should do to him because that's what he's like asking for. I'm not, I'm saying, I'm agreeing with you. I think it's a bad move on his part, but he can do it if he wants to. And he shouldn't have to apologize for it. If he doesn't want people to boo him all the time, he should probably apologize for it. Right. And that's obviously what it all comes from. So, yeah, I guess he should apologize. I just think, you know, it was a, it could have been a cool, like, rally the clubhouse thing. And then what if they get to the NLDS and it's like, hey, only, uh, yeah. So, so then the Mets could have a special, like, only Brewers, Brewers fans get post dibs on tickets at City Field for the NLDS, right? Because we don't want Mets fans coming here. <laughs> Yeah, get Brewers fans, real baseball fans. Real baseball fans, only the best fans, Brewers fans, are invited to City Field. And they just play an away game for game three of the NLDS. Because fuck their fans. Brewers are one of the only teams to never win a World Series. That's true, along with the Mariners. And the Rangers. And the Rangers. (laughs) And the Colorado. Well, yeah. To win one, yeah. To win one, they've been one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dale. I think. It, I think ultimately, it's just going back to like kind of this question that we've been talking about, kind of on and off the whole season about like the sort of the relationship between the Met, the fans, and the, and the audience. And I mean, it's yes. like with COVID and kind of like this sort of awakening of a new era i mean the post there's a pre and post covid era now and so that's post covid era sports it's like this is the new athlete that is like 
has access to their own, uh, you know, channels of communication. They can say what they want to say. They can express what they want to express when they want to express it. Like and Neo, they're being Neo celebrated. Yeah. Yeah. Culture, cult, exactly. That's kind of what I was getting at. You know what I mean? In the tennis response, like she's been someone who's been like living this sort of whole, I mean, social media creates this whole new world that people have to navigate. And it has all kinds of opportunities, I think, for young stars, but it also has all kinds of pratfalls. Yeah. Right, but I, I think know. then, like, <clears throat> Naomi Osaka is saying, like, I'm having mental health issues that are related to the media, like, the intense media scrutiny that I receive as a world number one tennis player, and Javi Baez saying, like, I've been here for two weeks, if you're going to boo me, I'm going to boo you, like, fuck <laughs> you. you, like, I feel like that's a completely different no, situation. I, agree with that. You know? I, think, I think athletes at the highest level of their sport, regardless of the sport, whether it be cricket or fucking table tennis or full-size tennis. Cricket, it's like, what would we say? Number two most popular sport in the world, probably? Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Well, I mean, or, or soccer, you know, I mean, like whatever the, those people all share a certain, that, that I mean, the top, we're talking the top echelon of any sport, they're all sort of living in this similar reality and it's all probably pretty elevated. And there is a certain amount of, like i don't know there has to be some kind of level of how much we get to know about our athletes and how much they grant us access to and somebody kind of has to probably look more deeply into that but right they probably won't let's not talk about trevor bauer um we'll almost add an hour sam do you want to talk about the boston red sox uh boston red sox have covid their bullpen is terrible uh they lost today against the Rays. I don't want to talk about them. I'm just going to give a couple. Hey, wait, okay, so wait, this is my out. opportunity. Can we do? Can we do postseason prognosticators for our real three quick, franchises? Yeah, just real yeah. quick, Sam, just real Joel, fast. Joel, how are you? Uh, Sam, finish your Red Sox. Finish your Red Sox. Uh, okay, the bullpen is terrible. Um, the pitchers who pitched today for the Red Sox, three pitchers: Brad Peacock. Um, Stefan Gonsalves and Philippe Valdez. Two of those pitchers I did not know played for the Red Sox. Brad Peacock <laughs> and Stefan Stephen Gonsalves. I've never heard of Stephen Gonsalves in my fucking life. And Brad Peacock, I thought retired like three years ago with the Astros. <laughs> So if that gives you any sort of insight in where the Red Sox are right now in the midst of like a complete bullpen and starting pitching rotation meltdown and the COVID outbreak, like that's, that's where we're at. Do you think you're going to make the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah. What are your World yeah, Series I chances? Gonna, I think we're going to sweep the Yankees in our next four game set. And we're going to win like – end up above those fuckers i tell you what yankees are primed to fucking fall right now i can tell you that all right, all right so you're saying postseason postseason your postseason your positive world series you're maybe not all the way uh it it would have to be like if the if the red sox win the world series this season it will be the best World Series win of the Red Sox of my lifetime. And that right, you heard it here, August 31st, 2021. <laughs> Sam says it. If the Red Sox win the World Series, it will be the best experience of his life, best world, 
best baseball experience, best season, baseball season. No, no I mean, life. it was just the best Red Sox World Series story, probably. Okay. Because <clears throat> we are, we are about as low as a team can be right, right now in late August, just, at the end of August. Yeah. At the end of August. After spending most of the season in first yeah. place, yeah, yeah. too. Living a dream. Yeah. Now, Joel. I mean, the White Sox are going to the, the White Sox are going to the playoffs, right? We play in the trash right. AL Central. We've got a ten yeah. and a half game lead on Cleveland. What Will about the Royals? Resi- they just took three out of four from the Mariners, who you picked to win the AL West, I think. Right. Well, well, we're resting of starters. Tim Anderson hasn't played in like a week, which I'm fine with. Uh, the pitching has been suspect. Giolito just left today, started against the Pittsburgh Pirates with thigh tightness so don't know what that means and and lance lynn's on the dl with lance lynn went to the dl today with knee inflammation 10-day dl dallas keichel has been trashed for about six weeks now so we got some concerns there uh and and our kimball hendrix like best goat one two uh, one two has not been good so we got some areas of concern, but it's August. Well, tomorrow, September, we're still fine with that. Do I like – I mean, so. we've got as good of a World Series chance as anyone. Um, do we match up well with Houston or Tampa? Not really. Do we match up well with the Dodgers? Uh, I, I actually like us against the Dodgers probably better than Houston or Tampa. I'm not afraid of the Yankees. Like – with Red Sox, like that would be a coin flip. Uh, who's going to be the other? Oh, here's the thing. What about the Can Americans? I say something we about the Tampa four, Bay Rays right now? Yeah. Um, the box well, score. I think we're better than the... Oakland also. Let me just say that. Sorry. I think we're better than Oakland. Right. Yeah. So we lost today's game 8 to 5. We out hit the Rays 10 to 5. Oh, damn. Um, we left 16 men on base to Tampa Bay's 10. Like the Rays are winning baseball games in ways that other teams do not fucking understand right now. That's all I'm saying. Let me say one thing about the White Sox and I'll pass it to Thomas with everybody. Yeah. Sorry. We've got the best offense. Like we've scored 40, like with, with Robert and uh, Jimenez back, and now Yasmani Grandal back, we scored 40 runs in four games, and in one of those games, we scored zero runs, right? So that's pretty good. Yasmani Grandal had an eight-RBI game. He's got five home runs in four games back off the DL. Like, we are just, like – we can score a lot of runs when those guys are going. So that's uh, I like. Do that. you think your you think your offense is better than the Red Sox offense? The Rays have yeah. the best offense. Rays by considerable margin. Like in season one, like I'm talking about right now. Like the white, like I will take. I'm talking offense. about the Rays have scored 710 runs, and the White Sox have scored. 604 runs. Right. And we'll probably like bottom five in home runs for the season because we haven't had our guys. That's what I'm saying. I just think it's crazy. The Rays are, yeah, it's like witchcraft. It's baseball witchcraft. No, yeah. The Rays are good. Everybody forgets. I think the Mariners have. The Rays are good. Go for it. 
The Mariners. The Red Sox <laughs> had scored a hundred runs more than the Yankees. Hundred and three. Yeah, I mean, the Yankees don't didn't really agree about that. Yeah. They won- oh wait, no, I didn't think they sucked. I thought they were okay. Actually, okay, I was a little nervous. No, they're in second place. They're ahead of the Red no, Sox. They won thirteen games. In a row. Uh, the Red Sox have scored eleven runs more than the White Sox. Yeah. What about the Mariners? They're still technically alive in the playoff. The I don't Red Sox no- have scored yeah, just 120. Just talking about the Red Sox. He's not listening. I'm trying to talk about the Mariners, and he's just like not listening to me. I think this is a bit, maybe. <laughs> he's not even listening. The Mariners have scored 553 runs. <laughs> For what place? Uh, we've got third place. We've got uh, third. When we just look at stats on our phones and read the stats to each other. All right. Call it a night, Joel. I gotta go. No, no, tell me Joel. how do you feel about Seattle? <laughs> then we gotta call it a night. Do you, what uh, do I they, think of all the remaining teams? Of all the remaining teams in like still in, in the viable hunt for the playoffs, I think we have the lowest percentage by odds, like odds percentage from it's a, Vegas. It's a long shot. The World Series. It's a long shot. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not gonna make it again. I I would love it if it comes down. Who's the last team that you play? I think it's Oakland. I want to say, but I don't know. Let me Joel, I don't think we're going to be in it at that point. I think yeah, we're going to be out of it. That's now. the thing. I want it to come down to the last weekend, and I want like Mariners Astros or Mariners A's to determine like the. Well, you're playing the Astros right now. You got to beat these motherfuckers. That's the thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we do. Oh no, you end up the season against the Angels. No man. That's like a good view. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we have good chance. That's so I want to be proven wrong because I've been I've counted the Mariners out uh pretty much the whole season. So (laughs) you have. For credit's sake. I just want to make sure that everybody knows I was there first, you know. (laughs) I was the first one on the Mariners losers bandwagon. Yeah, this is our time, though, boys. Like, we got in September, we got another month of the regular season, and then it's the playoffs. So we got to be on our A game. Playoffs? Playoffs? Uh, for this baseball podcasting bullshit. Because um, this is going to be fun. This is going to be a good month. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, thanks so much for listening. This has been Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. We talked about a lot of shit today, though, too. So that's good. Sometimes we talk tennis. Um, for my name is Joel. For t- Sam and Thomas, uh, we're signing off. Wait, review, subscribe. You know the whole deal. Have a good night and a pleasant tomorrow. All the butcher and the baker and the people on the streets. There they go. To meet the vets. Hold their collars and cheering and they're jumping in their seats.